Hello, hello, folks. Welcome to On The Call Season 2, produced by the stars among us. I'm Ozzy, and I thank you for tuning in to this thank you tour of mine. This is my thank you card, which shines light on those who have impacted me and my life in one way or another. Now on the sixth episode of season two, I introduce you to Catherine Watts. Hello, Catherine. Hello, hello. Good to be here. Good. So Catherine, you and I met just a few years ago, but the circumstances within which we met, we'll get to. You are a nurse, right? I am. I'm a registered nurse. And mm -hmm. you've been doing this for how long? Um, this is my third career. Um, I've been doing it about 14 years now. Yep. So that opens up to the other question. And what <laughs> were your other two careers? What were they? Um, first, yeah, first out of high school, I went to be a stylist, a hairstylist. So uh -huh. I, I did that and I still do. And then um, children got in the way and I needed money. So I worked for General Electric Lighting and um, did that for about 15 years. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I became a nurse. Wow. What drew you to nursing after that? Um, actually, I, I've always wanted to do that. Um, time constraints just didn't allow me to do that at the mm -hmm. time. The kids were small and um, just, you know, it just didn't fit. Um, mm -hmm. But I've always wanted to do that. And it just presented itself. They had a real big layoff in 2000. So um, that's when I made the leap and went back to school. What was that pull for you? Well, what, why did you want to do this? Um, I think probably the biggest call was my mom suffered from Alzheimer's mm -hmm. at a very early age. And um, one of the attorneys that was representing our family um, had said when I wanted her to stay with us, you know, and I wanted to take care of her. Um, he said, you know, do you have any do you have any nursing experience? And of course, I was in my early 30s then and I said um, no no I know I don't not at this time and he said you know unless you do he said you know you won't be able to do this wow. so that was always my driving force right. Right. yeah what can I ask how early um, you know at what age when you say she you know yeah, we noticed, um, yeah, she had called my sister and asked for a recipe, and my mom fed the neighborhood. Um, she had called and asked my sister for a recipe for meatloaf, and that was just so out of character for her. And my sister kind of took that in stride and thought, well, you know, maybe, she, you know, we had just lost my stepfather and to a tragic way. And um, we thought, well, maybe she's just not bouncing back from that. And then um, someone, we lived in a small town, and someone had noticed that she drove her her car did a Yui in front of a side street and that just wasn't my mom so um, we kind of all got together and kind of you know talked talked amongst each other and took her in I took her in to see a neurologist and now mind you this was back in 1980 when no one really even heard of the word I myself included and took her to a neurologist and he come out and he said I you know I've, I've got some bad news for you and and I said what you know what is it and uh, he said it's it's Alzheimer's and of course you know my mom had no clue what that was as well and um, she said you know am I gonna die from this and um, I think that was the driving force to think that I have got to get a nursing degree mm -hmm. so um, I, I didn't want to tell her 
I mean, I said, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I hope not. And what, so at then, what age you know, she? She was 56. Wow. 56. And no history of it in our family. I often wonder sometimes if, really to this day, um, I believe it was neurological, but I wonder if it was her mind's way of shutting down. Um, my stepfather at the time in 79 died. He choked on a piece of steak. Wow. So, yeah, very tragic. And um, she just never really quite bounced back. So I'm really wondering if it was something, yeah, something, um, just, just the mind's way of shutting down. Mm -hmm. And as you say that, and it makes me think now that um, it runs full circle, I'm a nurse on a psych unit. So that's what I do. And, um, you know, it, 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 maybe this is where I need to be. I've been doing this for about eight of the 15 years. So, um, you know, and everybody has their niche that they, and their specialty that they want to do. Um, this is maybe the, this is maybe where I need to be. You're calling. So that's how that all got started. Have you always worked in the psych ward? Um, no, um, actually when I got out, what I worked, um, believe it or not, I worked at Cleveland Clinic. Um, um, wonderful hospital, wonderful, wonderful up in, in Ohio. And I worked on the VIP floor where the calves and the Indians and the Browns go. So <laughs> That must have been fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was fun. And um, a recruiter called me and said, hey, we've got this job. And I said, mm, now why would you be calling a new grad that for right. that position? You know, I did. I wondered. I thought, you know, are the people really hateful up there? Why are they not hiring within? Mm-hmm. But to be quite honest, a lot of people didn't even know that floor existed. They mm-hmm. did not even know that floor existed. So great opportunity. Um, saw a lot of things. It was private pay. It was very wealthy. Ambassadors to different parts of the you know different parts of the world that went there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a great experience. Mm-hmm. So I've done dialysis. I've done med surge. I've I've done corrections. So nursing is anything that you can think of to do. And you learn how to start IVs and you, you know, learn how to run drips and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, you kind of get your, you get your foundation for nursing. Mm-hmm. And then you typically go to your specialties that you want to go to. So mm-hmm. that's how that got started. So med surge is that, corrections is prison. Mm-hmm. And I did that for about a year, year and a half. And that oh. was an eye opener. Wow. I've done a lot of different specialties. Um, and when I did travel nursing, which I would recommend that to, and I do recommend it to anybody, um, do that one time in your career. It's wonderful. Um, when I went out to Pasadena, out to LA, I got to um, experience, you know, a different psych hospital out there. And um, it's, it's different on the West Coast the illnesses and, and drugs are different out on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I learned tons, learned a lot of stuff. Been here at this big, big hospital um, for about three and a half years, but I feel the itch to travel again. So <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you get the bug and then you, you know, my kids are grown and um, you know, I have no significant other, so why not? Okay. And yeah. speaking of kids now, you have three children and Nine, Nine grandchildren. <laughs> Nine, and they wear me out, let me tell you. 
whenever I see oh, yeah. you guys on the um, your pictures, it's just like really lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, they're, they're you know, and I can only keep a couple at a time because they just wear me out. <laughs> so I'll say which one. The one family's got. I have three children. They all have kids, but the oldest one has six. So I'll say which two want to go. Which which two you want to unload? Because <laughs> I'll take two that are getting on your nerves. So, but yeah, I don't. I can't take them all. Mm -mm. So, nope, I'm too old. <laughs> in this um, year of COVID, because it's, in certain situations like nursing homes, you know, mm -hmm. in a dire situation, etc. But in your realm, what has mm -hmm. been, what have been the effects? Uh, it's it's scary. I'll be honest with you. Um, we've um, we've had a couple co-workers that have you know had it luckily have survived it but um our patients on our floors aren't made to wear masks because as you can imagine the whole idea of it to some you know they're claustrophobic or they're paranoid so they don't wear them but but um i wear mine for eight hours um the only time i take it off is to go to my break room and eat so it is alive and unfortunately it is it is Ohio is you know a red red zone right now. We're really high in numbers. Um, I take it very serious, and and ninety eight percent of my coworkers do. We have a couple that don't, but um, it's it's scary. Mm. It's scary. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I um you know when we're in a real high setting, you know to contract it, and um, mm. we have a couple floors here in the hospital that are COVID floors, and. And it's funny because my manager came up and said, hey, does anybody want to go down and work on the COVID floor? We're like, uh, that'd be a no. No, we do not want to work on the COVID floor. No. I mean, we're just not trained. I mean, you know, it takes a, a knowledgeable ICU experienced nurse to be able to work those floors. And, and hats off to them. Um, I commend them highly um but you know i'm not trained in that it is an expertise that i don't have and i'm not going to sit here and act like i do because i don't and the other part um, of it too i mean at this time in your life you don't want to be you don't have more exposure to it than you already correct do. you know i'm fit i'm not overweight i have no comorbidities i'm pretty healthy actually for my age but quite honestly i don't know ozzy if i i don't know if i could survive it i mean that worries me i i you know you, you hear all the time uh, you know, 23 and, you know, 35 and that kind of thing. I just really don't take any chances with it. I am like a stickler about washing hands whenever I come in from driving my car. Right. You know, I mean, I'm just really conscious of it. So right. I, you know, I do try to take every precaution. And of course you can't, um, you know, you can only do what you can do, but right. I, I at least do that. So my brother got it. My brother, my oh, oldest wow. brother who, yeah, just turned 70. Um, luckily, he didn't have to be on a vent or anything like that. He did get admitted, but I think his saving grace was he's fit, um, never smoked. Um, yeah. You know, so I think some of those things yeah. um, probably spared him some yeah. real dire consequences. Wow. So now let's talk a yeah. little bit about the politics of the day. Mm. Just sort of like <laughs> glance over it a little bit. What are your feelings? What are you looking forward to or um, 
What are your fears about it? I'm going to be real honest. I'm not a Trump fan. Right. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm not a bleeding heart liberal. I'm kind right. of in the middle. Right. I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, I'm going to vote for Biden, but he's too old too. Right. I mean, this is a demanding, demanding job and right. um, it concerns me. It concerns me with his mental health and, you know, Trump, of course, you know, he's, he concerns me too, you know. Mm -hmm. But he, hopefully he'll be on the way out. But, you know, it's just, it's it's really scary. It's a very scary time politically for this country. What do you think about Kamala being on the ticket? I think it's a great thing. I think she'll, I think um, she'll be a good running mate. I think she's got, you know, I think she's got some brass mm -hmm. and that's what they need. They need that. I, I think he picked a good running mate. What has been the upside for you during this crazy time? Uh, I, I think it's just absolutely horrible that we were we were not told of this sooner. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that we were misled. We were mm -hmm. we were not notified. Mm -hmm. I think this was known about sooner. And the upside to this is I don't know if there is anything. <laughs> being in health being in healthcare, I don't know if there is, Ozzy, to be quite honest. We so what keeps you moving turmoil. one, putting one foot in front of the other every day? Um, probably, probably my kids and grandkids. I, I, I want a better future for them. Yeah, probably them. They, they, they're, they're my driving force, I believe. So then what do you do yeah. for yourself, like, uh, on your downtime? Self-care? Yes. I just uh, taught a class here in the hospital. Um, Self-care is so important. Um, and I'm a firm believer and I don't have to make excuses if I want to do something for self-care. If I want to get a massage, right. it's enough in psych. Right. Yeah. So I have three days off a week. I make no apologies <laughs> for stuff that I do for myself. I don't. I don't. I used to always, you know, should I be doing that? You know, should I go get that massage? You bet I will. Right. You bet I will. Right. Yep. Yes. Now I know you like to travel. Have you done any of that since, you know, within this year or are you planning? Yes. I, yeah, I am. Um, I actually, I went to Florida um, with my daughter and grandson down in uh, Anna Maria Island, you know, and funny you should bring that up. Um, I was shocked. I was actually shocked um, that people were not wearing masks. I don't know if they thought that they were exclusive of that because you're on an Island. Right you know, or whatever, but you can get COVID on an island. Right. <laughs> People, no mask. Yeah, I'm like, what is this about? Yeah, so, but but to answer your question, and then I was on the flight there, two ladies, probably one was in her early 40s, one was in her probably late 50s, sitting across the aisle from me, and we were separated, had masks below their nose. Oh, I don't think so. Uh-uh. So I get the flight attendant and I said, point to both of them. Of course, they're, you know, oblivious to me even mm. looking at them. Mm. And I pointed to her and I said, these two, I pointed to both of them because they were sitting, you know, seat apart. And mm. the, the flight attendant goes over and she goes, um, you, you've got to pull the mask up over your nose. I mean, we're in an enclosed area. Really? Right. right. So she goes to both of them. I heard her. She said, you're, you know, ma'am, please put your mask above your nose. So both of them did. She walks away. She comes back again. And I look at this flight attendant like, you need to take care of this. Mm -hmm. So the flight attendant does, she tells him again. And no sooner than she does that, she goes to the front of the plane and she gets on the PA mm -hmm. and she said, um, I wanna make an announcement. Um, you need to wear your mask over your nose 
and under your under your chin mm-hmm. that's what you signed up for so there was no more of that they right. they got the message that it was right. them too so i look too <laughs> well oh yeah i i kept the hawkeye on them both <laughs> we met under dire circumstances surrounding my son we- and yes. were it not for you, I would not have known how dire his circumstances really were. I'm since then, you have been his angel. Um, you've been my angel. You have been- Oh, thank um, you. Such an important person in our lives. And I'm so happy that we're still in connection with each other, still in contact with each other. Because- um, Thank you. You know, you. I, that was that's my one and only child. And um, yes, absolutely. The way I see it, you have helped save his life. That's the way I see it. Um, you know, Ozzy. Um, quite honestly, I—it's not to toot my own horn at all. But had I not been in there that day, and I am so glad that I listened to my instincts, and for you, I am so grateful because he—he—he—he—he um, he, 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 he would not have survived it. When I got that call, so I, I felt when I when I holding that phone that day that probably wouldn't have been alive the next day. This was something I wanted to do to get your voice to say thank you in a way that is different than a card. I can do cards. I love doing right. cards, but um, I wanted this to be the way for you um, to have for others to hear you know, um, for oh, your yeah. children and your grandchildren, because you'll be getting a copy of it. Um, and I just like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. I'm so glad that I could, you know, help him and, and help you. you. Thank yeah. you. And so you're- to my listening audience, I thank you audience for spending your valuable time with us today. Please care to share and remember when you're on your beat, stay on the sunny, sunny side of the street. Safely. Mask up. Catherine White. Absolutely. Thank you so, so very much for spending this time with me, with us. I will always be there for you if you should ever need me. But it's such a wonderful thing to have you in our in our lives. Thank you. Well, you're, you're so very welcome. And, and you know, I, I think of you often and I think of Keaton often. Thank you so much for the recognition. I, I, I am so grateful that it, it turned out the way it did. Yes.